Hi, I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to The Postscript. Welcome to The Postscript. We're in the middle of a conversation with Pastor Sam Miles of Midtown Baptist Temple about Genesis, which is the class that he teaches at Living Faith Bible Institute. Now, we're right in the middle of some kind of weird stuff. Genesis has come to find out a pretty weird book. And we find that Satan is attacking the the seed of man. He recognizes that there is um, a a prophecy that's against him uh, in Genesis chapter 3. And so what he does is he he invites the sons of God, which we find out are celestial beings, angelic beings, uh, to cohabitate with the daughters of man. And so what we have is the byproduct is is giants in the land. And this is kind of where we left off in our conversation and so, Pastor Sam, welcome back. It's good to be back. Uh, to, yeah. to this this conversation about giants. And what we talked about was Satan trying to destroy the seed and yeah. to corrupt yeah. uh, the human genome, as you yeah. put it. And and so things are really wicked. Things are evil. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by reading a little bit from Genesis chapter 6, and then I'm going to let you pick it up and start talking to us about Noah and how God uses, yeah. uses Noah. And so what we find is that uh, in Genesis 6, 5... It says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Mm -hmm. And so something needed to be done. And so if we jump down to verse 9, it says, These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God, which is just we could talk about that reference of of walking with God is huge. Um, And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and beheld, it was was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth." Yeah. So that's where we're at, man. Tell us what's going on here and what's God about to do. So Satan, in terms of his objective to attack the seed of the woman what's he do you know he's corrupting it uh, he outside of noah's family he's getting it done mm-hmm. so noah finds grace in the eyes of the lord and coincidentally the next verse says he's perfect uh, his genome is intact it's not corrupted he's perfect in his generations and that is a great observation noah has a walk with god what was it methuselah lamech and then noah mm-hmm. okay so you know, Enoch has a walk with God and God takes him. Uh, so there's a great picture of discipleship. Right. No surprise, Noah has a walk with God. And so here you've got, you know, two Old Testament saints that God um, removes before judgment falls. Mm-hmm. You know, so Enoch would be a type of the church who is raptured out. And then you've got Noah, who would be a type of those who are d- delivered in the midst of tribulation. Sure. You and so what, still... what you're referring to, mm-hmm. just so we can, just so we can clarify, yeah. is this idea that God's wrath um, is not for His people. Not for, for those His that, people. For those that right. walk with God, right. He spares them His wrath yeah. and His yeah. judgment, which is yeah. true of, of every dispensation. Yeah, it'd be the same for us. That's why First Thessalonians chapter four comes before First Thessalonians chapter five. Mm-hmm. Rapture, chapter 4, wrath, chapter 5. We're removed at the end of chapter 4 before, and chapter 5 is very clear. This is why we comfort one another yeah. with the idea of the coming of Christ, because of our it walk with us. God, we will not be, during mm-hmm. the time of unfolding cataclysm, 
God will have taken us. You know, God has not appointed us to wrath. Why we're we're children of the light. Mm. You know, yeah. So then, with that in mind, yeah, he he uses Noah, but he also spares him. He delivers yeah. him. Yeah. How does he do that? So well, so he gives him his word. That's the way it always works. He mm-hmm. gives his word, and Noah submits to it. This preacher of righteousness is building an ark and out of gopher wood, and he's preaching his heart out. Mm. And uh, he's the only one, right? His family is the only family that builds the provision to make it through the coming cataclysm, the judgment of God. The rest die because they're corrupt. They don't. They won't respond to the word of God. Verse five: the thought of man's heart is only evil continually. And so, of course, they're consumed in the judgment. You know, Mm -hmm. Hebrews is very clear. Noah was given the warning for over a century, and nobody's listening. So judgment comes and takes them all away. So, you know, God shuts them up in the ark. The rains come down. The floods come up. Noah and his family, who have a 100% pure human genome, are spared and then that's how humanity is repopulated then moving forward. Mm. Yeah. And, and so many people know the story, so we won't spend mm-hmm. a whole lot of time there. But mm-hmm. Noah and his family and um, a host of animals on mm-hmm. this boat, 40 days, 40 nights, um, rain, uh, destruction of the earth, yeah. everything that was living, everything yeah. that was living on the earth that was not yeah. in that boat yeah. was done away with. Well, if they had the... If if the the breath of life was in their nostrils, right? Then they would, so in other words, you know the 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 ocean creatures didn't come into the ark. Sure, obviously. sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then and so then they they start again. Yeah. And so let's pick up there. Uh, the yeah. earth is brand new. Noah and his family yeah. they step off, and yeah. where does where do things go from so there? So Noah gets the same commission that Adam gets: mm-hmm. be fruitful, multiply, replenish, right? Refill the earth. With humanity, um, you know, you see again Satan at work. Something is off with Ham. There's something perverse about him, and and uh, we talk about that in the Genesis class. And then you've got you've got the whole of humanity. They end up getting stuck on the plain of Shinar. Mm-hmm. You know, modern day Iraq. Something takes place that 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 ends up hindering humanity moving forward in faith, moving forward in obedience to the word of God. And it's this, it's, it's another tyrant. It's another yeah, there's a leader. mighty one, you yeah. know, a man of renown. So tell us about and Nimrod. The goal of his heart is to turn the hearts of men away from the word of the Lord. And, and, and you'd end up right back at Genesis chapter six, if he has his way, that the right. wickedness of man would be great and his heart would only be evil continually. So in Genesis chapter 10, you've got Noah's family multiplying. You've got the families of the earth, the ethnic groups of the earth described in chapter 10. And then in chapter 11, Nimrod's kingdom decides they don't want to obey the commission of Genesis chapter 9. What they want is they want to make a name for themselves. So verse 3, they're on the plain of Shinar, modern day uh, Iraq. They say, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So, you know, they're like a lot of modern day 
pastors, these city leaders, right? We don't want the people to be fruitful and multiply. We don't want an evangelistic strategy that will multiply through discipleship around the world. We don't want to we don't want to take the planet for the glory of God. No, let's build a city and a tower whose top may reach to heaven. And the goal is to make a name, right? Mm-hmm. Let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And so you, you'll see that a lot. Uh, this the spirit of Antichrist that was in play in, in Genesis chapter 11 creeps into churches and church mm-hmm. philosophy. We don't want the people to be trained up. We don't want to send proven leaders. Let's keep people attending here. Let's make sure we're growing our numbers. Let's make a name. Let's keep people where we can control them, and let's make a name for ourselves. But in this case, it's even worse. I mean, they're trying to get to heaven right. outside of the will and the word of God. Okay, so with that, I mean, uh, we've got these people, and they're, I mean, talk about teamwork. Yeah. I mean, they're they're, yeah, they're, they're together. They're yeah. unified on yeah, this, they're but they're unified in, in the, for the name of themselves. Yeah, and they yeah. want what heaven has, which takes us in many regards back to Isaiah the temptation and to the temptation in the garden, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, there's a there's hidden knowledge. Yeah, there's hidden information. There are there are keys that unlock certain doors yeah. that God didn't ever intend man to have. Yeah. Um, you know, you notice it's always the same mo. Uh, the spirit of Antichrist says, I want what God has outside of submission to who right. God is, you yeah. know, always. So it, whether it's Isaiah 14 and Satan's rebellion, standing in the place of God as God showing himself that he is God, or it's Eve in the garden, standing in the place of God sure. as God showing herself, she's got the knowledge of good and evil, just like God. I mean, it's the same Which is the spirit temptation. of our age as well. Yes, A kingdom, same today. Uh, we want yeah. the kingdom. We don't want the king. Yeah, and so let's yeah. let's establish or steal or rob away the kingdom. Yeah, um, and so here what they are now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the cosmology of the universe mm-hmm. uh, makes it seem as though uh, building a tower directly <laughs> to heaven seems yeah. like an impossible yeah. feat. Yeah. Uh, un- unless there's something else going on here that that, that you can't necessarily. Yeah make out from the text so there's brick there's mortar well and slime we've got that yeah yeah it'd be um, similar to this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so tell yeah. us what's actually and, and the mortar may may even not be quite as good as that yeah you know, right yeah yeah so, um yeah. now i mean with that said i mean these people are living a really long time yes. so they're not idiots yeah. we like to think of people in the past yeah. uh, the the lifespans are already decreasing but they're still greatly outliving us yes. at this point and so yeah. the craft of their hands yeah. would have would have in many regards um, oh sure greatly surpassed our yeah. ability just yeah. because the length of time that they had on earth to, yeah. to learn from one another yeah. and to sharpen their skills and to learn. Yeah. And don't forget, they're not going to magically forget the technology that crossed over into humanity in Genesis chapter six. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, you've got, you've got a satanic kingdom that's being deployed inside of humanity on the earth uh, there is some there is some demonic technology that comes along with that. It's not like Noah's family is just going to forget what was happening. It's not like they're not going to talk about it on the other side of the flood. And so there is going to be some knowledge that they would have had that would be lost to us today, mm-hmm. right? But you know, in terms of tech, okay, so they've got brick and slime. And they're going to build a tower whose top will reach to heaven. Sure. Um, so we can say that, well, let's look at the universe, the cosmology of the universe, the magnitude of the universe, and how are they going to get to heaven? 
by building something out of stone, bricks and bricks and mud, bricks and slime. Right, seems absolutely it's, ridiculous. On on the surface, it seems sure. absurd, but there's something going on. And and again, because we take or we hold to a literal interpretation of scripture, you come on down in verse five. Um, you know, they're saying in verse four, we're not going to be scattered. God comes down. And he sees the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, okay, this is what the Bible says. This is what Jesus has said. The Lord said, behold, the people is one and they all, they have all one language and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. What, in other words, he's authenticating that whatever plan they're working is going to work. Mm-hmm. Nothing will be, they're imagining, what are they imagining to do? They're going to reach heaven. And so the Lord is saying, this won't be restrained from them. They've imagined to do this. They're going to be able to get it done. And so I, you know, in terms of the actual tech, I'm a moron. I'm an ignoramus. I have no clue what that tech was. I mean, as you compare scripture with scripture, you know that there are circuits in heaven. That might be a clue. Um, there's, there's some form of spiritual travel. There's some capacity for celestial bodies to, I don't know how they do it, fold space time. I mean, how does Jesus, the resurrected Christ go from the, 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 the garden tomb? Don't touch me. I've not yet ascended to the father. And then later that same day, uh, he's touchable. He's already, words, he's been to heaven to go and, back. and perform the high priestly function in Mount Zion, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the throne of heaven and then back in a yeah. day. Well, that's beyond. It's a universe away. I mean. Yeah, yeah it's a whole universe away. So how does he do that? Um, well, it's not, it's, you know, we talk about it in terms of this traveling at the speed of thought. You know, you're in, you're in, you're in Jerusalem one second, you're in heaven the next. Well, there's some circuit that celestial beings have the capacity to travel. And so it could be, you know, you'll you'll hear guys talk about uh, Babel being some kind of a spaceport. And I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe they were working on some kind of a celestial cruise ship, you know, who knows what, what, what was going on. It it could have been a gate that would fold space. Who knows? You know, that part, Mm -hmm. I'm clueless. Mm -hmm. I'll be the first person to admit I have no idea other than God said they could do it. And that's why you had to confound the languages. So because they couldn't understand and cooperate with one another, they'd be forced to cooperate with Genesis chapter 9 and scatter and repopulate the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot there. That's interesting. Um, And it is is interesting that, that... that they they could do what they imagined, whatever yeah. it was that they yeah. they were imagining. There was a capacity to do it to do it, and yeah. and that we don't have. And, but we've imagined. Way. We don't have. We've it, imagined. But we've imagined yeah. ourselves. But so we got Google that's, now. That's fairly interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is this idea that yeah. that the things that maybe even we imagine today? I we're mean, getting back to Babel. We're getting back to to Babel, which mm-hmm. is what you you've mm-hmm. said previously. Mm-hmm. And so, God has a plan, and He's really smart. So oh, His yeah. plan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. His idea is just well. If I confound the languages, then yeah. they actually that that hinders their communication, and uh, and we'll just retrans we'll, we'll transplant them to different places with different languages, and it'll slow yeah. that down, and it'll give me space to work my Messiah plan. Yeah, yeah. It's like even when you look at the families, uh, whereas in chapter ten, uh, you know, you've got uh, yeah. In his days, 
verse 25 says, was the earth divided? Uh, okay, so you've got the earth being divided, and, and you know, you wonder, is that when Pangea actually broke up? Mm. You know, you'll t- hear guys talk about uh, uh, you, you'll, you'll see people who study tectonic movement, and they'll talk about Pangea, and, and it is interesting how the continents do look like a jigsaw puzzle that actually do fit together. Right. Uh, could it have been that in Peleg's days, th- these events in chapter 11 took place, so humanity is scattering across the landmass, and then God divides the earth to make sure it sticks. They're being displaced. Yeah. Uh, that's one possible. And placed in those yeah. continental divides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Which I think fits because that's where we all are, mm-hmm. you know. So, so here we are, I mean, kind of kind of back to square one a little bit in some mm-hmm. regards. Mm-hmm. Um, so God's had to address man again. Uh, there's yeah. a, there's a, a form of judgment here, yeah. right? It's not as severe as what we've seen before, but there's a right. form of judgment here, and it's a, it's a linguistic one. And, um, and there's a separation. There's a physical separation. And so he spreads people out. And then what we see is we're introduced to Abram. Yeah. And w- the earth is populated with the people who are, who are worshiping false gods. And so... Um, you know, wickedness is abounding. Uh, It's a little bit divided. It's a little less unified, but wickedness is abounding. And we're going to be introduced uh, to this guy named Abram who really furthers God's plan in a really unique way. And he's such a crucial part of the remainder Mm -hmm. of the story, which we refer to as the, as the patriarchal part uh, or aspect of Genesis moving forward between now and the end of the book. Tell us a little bit about Abram, um, who he is, yeah. and God's calling on his life. Yeah. So, you know, whenever in Joshua chapter 24, whenever you, you see the beginning of Abraham, Abram in Ur, uh, they, his family, they were, I, they were pagan. They were idolaters. Mm-hmm. You know, they worshiped, the Bible reveals, they worshiped other gods. But uh, God speaks to Abraham in chapter 12, he says, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land I will show thee. And then he makes a covenant. This is the beginning of the Abrahamic covenant. And verse 4 says, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. So, you know, what an incredible type of the believer. The word of God comes. He submits to it. You see in the early days, he's weak, he's small in his faith, but by the time you get to the end of his life, uh, you'll see it. I think it's three times in scripture, uh, the Bible tells us that Abraham is the friend of God. Mm-hmm. You know, he, just like, just like Enoch and Noah, Abraham after them has, he learns to walk with God. He walks according to God's word. And so what is it? He's the friend of God. Yeah. So he, he begins as an idolater, but he ends as the father of faith. You know, Father Abraham now has many sons, uh, many sons had Father yeah. Abraham. Now, I'm one of them, and yeah. so are you. Oh. So, <laughs> so let's just... Let's just praise the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord. Yeah, let's just do that. So uh, in our next uh, episode, amen. we'll talk more about yeah. Abraham and who okay. he was and his, and his sons okay. and, the, and the patriarchy all the way to the end of the book. Okay. Okay, cool. So... Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Postscript. If you haven't yet, please join us through Apple Podcasts. You can find us at thepostscriptshow.com and and find links to the podcast. Like us and review us on Apple Podcasts. 
uh, give us a favorable review or, or just give us your comments. We'd, we'd be glad to hear from you. Uh, other than that, we're going to join Pastor Sam Miles again in the next episode. We're going to talk about Abraham and, and, and find out what's happening in terms of the patriarchy and God's plan for the nation of Israel. Thanks.